Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Your Line has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's episode, the boys are back. They are so back, and we are going to talk about how back they are, baby. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, we crack open some mailbag questions, a lot of it pertaining to the Shooty Hoops team. <laughs> Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Family, how on earth are we doing on this post-Super Bowl Monday? Hope you're doing quite well. Uh, full transparency, I'm recording this here episode before the Super Bowl begins, so I could either just, you know, blanket congratulate whatever Spartan dog uh, was the victor on Sunday night, or I can make myself look like a potential idiot and uh, make a prediction, which is what I'll do right now. Okay, here we go. I would like to congratulate Brian Allen and the Los Angeles Rams on their uh, incredible victory. Uh, Pulled away late in the game, so good job, Brian Allen, getting that first Super Bowl trophy. Really hope that prediction holds true and uh, that I didn't just jinx it into a Bengals win. But hey, Bengals won. Okay, Joe Bocci, Trey Waynes, good on you guys. All right, on today's episode, yeah, Michigan State basketball uh, righted the ship for at least one game. And we're going to talk about how sustainable that's going to be here in a hot segment before getting to your wonderful mailbag questions in segments two and three. But first, I need to ask you, fine, fine folks, to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, this is Locked on Spartans. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. And if you ever have any questions for me, you ever want to yell at me, you have any comments, you just want to just get something off your chest that has nothing to do with Michigan State or sports, uh, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is where these listening eyes will be reading your emails at. All right, let's get into that just incredible game. Let's talk about it. 76-61. Good guys on top. Indiana and the fighting and crying Mike Woodson's on the bottom. Uh, and I just loved the way Michigan State played this game. And, you know, we're, we're not even going to talk X's and O's right now to start or, you know, stats or anything like that. We're, we're going to talk about the intangibles of this game. Because when I say I love the way Michigan State played this game, I absolutely positively love the edge that our guys played with. It, it, yeah, obviously, hey, the, the story coming out of this game was the, the changing of the guard at the point guard position with A.J. Hogard getting the start. Doing great. Uh, and then Tyson Walker taking a back seat, and then maybe that benefiting him as well. We'll get more into that later, but let's start with A.J. Hogard. I loved, loved the attitude he came into this game with. He was playing with an F.U. attitude. And a lot of the players were too, like Malik Hall. I mean, <laughs> he, he had that dunk attempt in the first half, and he got fouled. He missed it. But even after that, just started jawing. An Indiana player just getting in their grill, just running his mouth the entire game. And listen, I'm not saying that you should just be running your mouth all up and down every single game you play in, but for this game, for the players that did do it, it was much needed because the last two games that Michigan State played in, the Rutgers game, the Wisconsin game, lacking an edge, lacking that toughness. And right now, this is going to sound very cliche, but I think there's a lot of truth to it, um, that Michigan State isn't good enough to win on talent alone. They have to bring that toughness. They have to bring that meanness. They have to bring that arrogance, if you will. Just psych yourself out to thinking that you better that you are better than you are. And we saw that on Saturday. A.J. Hogard, uh, 
you know what, got kicked out at the end, but I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. He was in his bag on Saturday. 14 points, 8 assists, 2 turnovers, that's it, 1 steal. I just And again, solid defense from our guy AJ. And at the end of the game, when he's just clapping and staring at the Indiana players that he is nuking the entire game, yeah, I would much rather see that than my starting point guard just sleepwalking through a game. So no, I absolutely, positively cannot get enough of the edge that AJ played with. Now again, is this something that we want to see all the time? Like, I think that would look bizarre if he was doing that, if he had one of his games where he has like five turnovers and two assists on two of nine shooting. But no, like, he was letting them know that, yeah, I'm the guy. I'm that guy, pal. That's right. And same with Malik Hall. Buries that three in the second half. Does the whole three-point arrow thing and starts running his... I, I just I just loved it. it. It was true Spartan dog toughness. Also, yeah, we got to talk about the guy behind A.J. Hogard now. Uh, Tyson Walker. We, we've seen it time and time again where a guy will slide to the bench and it boosts him mentally. You know, you get to watch the game for the first few minutes. Digest it for yourself. And also... Yeah, you get that starter title stripped away from you. That the, the pressure also gets stripped away from you as well. I mean, he's still playing 18 minutes uh, last night. Still a very important part of this team, but I think that really helped him. I think that calmed him down. And there's a mailbag question that I want to get to in the next segment. So we're going to pause Tyson Walker talk for now. But yes, um, great, great showing from him. And again, listen, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here, but it was just one game of sample size. Now, can we count on three of six shooting from Tyson Walker all the time? I, probably not. I mean, are we going to count uh, on, on 14 points and eight assists from A.J. Hogar every single game? No, probably not. But I, I do think that this suits both guys better. Maybe even more so Tyson Walker than A.J. Hogard, But, yeah, I, I just liked the way that it looked. Another um, lineup wrinkle that uh, you fine folks have been uh, talking about. I've been talking about it, actually, in last show or last time we you know, previewed a game, is, well, do you also swap Malik Hall for Joey Hauser? Like, I was in that camp, no doubt about it, but maybe all they had to switch was just the point guard because I, I still am tied down a little bit to the whole energy off the bench thing. And if Malik Hall getting off the bench, playing 24 minutes, grabbing six rebounds, scoring 18 points, I do like that off the bench. And really... Michigan State has 44 bench points. Like, having a strong bench, there is something to that. There really is. If you don't believe me, go see how Michigan did in their game Saturday night. It didn't go well whatsoever because their bench is full of just dead people. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't... It's I, I'm like Michael Scott, snip, snap, snip, snap. Uh, I, I, I will keep going back and forth on it, but I think... I'm ready to cement myself in. No, Malik, he's meant to come off the bench here. So that's that's where I stand pat on that. Uh, what else can be said about this game, man? I mean, yeah, hey, Michigan State had their turnover issues. You know, f- 15 turnovers, but again, um, you're in February. You're in mid-February now. You are who you are right now. It's going to drive me up a wall. It's probably going to cost them one, two, maybe three more games this season. But hey, Michigan State found a way to work around it because, uh, you know what, they, they played with uh, they played with toughness. They shot the ball decently, just 7 of 20 from three-point land. But hey, when you shoot it, 25 to 28 from the free throw stripe. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's that's going to get the job done. So love how much Michigan State got to the line, especially A.J. Hogard, Malik Hall going eight for eight from the stripe. Like, man, 
Let's put a pin in that one. So what does this do for Michigan State? We'll look at two different things right now. The first one, uh, the, the old-fashioned Bart Torvik uh, conference prediction numbers. Um, right now, that didn't really help. Michigan State's title chances a ton if you're still in that camp that Michigan State can still win a share of the Big Ten title. Before the game, they were humming around like a 2.5% chance to share the title. Right now, they have a 5.5% chance to share the title after that game. And right now, Bart Torvik has Michigan State finishing their season, their conference season, I should say, at a 12-8 and record. So that's kind of where the computers have Michigan State in the future of this season right now. Now we switch over to bracketology right now. What did that game do for Michigan State's bracketology? One of the finest bracketologists out there, 131 Sports. Uh, they are near the top of the bracket matrix every single year, so they know what they're talking about. After that game, they got Michigan State tucked away squarely into the five-seed group, which I think is fair. I think it's solid. They're, they're going to have an opportunity to jump up to that four-seed line, perhaps on the road Tuesday against Penn State, and certainly next Saturday against Illinois, but... We will cross that bridge when we get there. And we will also be answering some mailback questions here. In just a hot second, but first, I need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. Whoa! Hey, football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. So get all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and also, like, where the next fired coach is going to land. Uh, betonline.net has it all, because they are the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains your best spot for your sports scores, podcast, news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net has your source for hockey, for boxing, for UFC, for golf, right up to Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. And before cracking open our mailbag, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, let's get back to Tyson Walker talk because he is a massive story out of Saturday's win. Uh, And Randy Randleman poses a fantastic question. Tyson Walker attempted six threes in 18 minutes last night, making half of them. Is this an aberration, or did Izzo finally convince him to shoot more from three land? If the latter, does he become the go-to guy for needed threes, or how does this otherwise change up our play? Okay, we're going to dissect this question. We're going to break it down a little bit. First, I'm going to answer that last part. Does he become the go-to guy? I don't think he becomes the go-to guy. I still think that's going to be reserved for Max Christie or uh, Gabe Brown, if you will. But while he's not the guy, he's a guy. And Michigan State has no problem shooting the three-point ball so far this season. Like They're ranked in the top 15, I believe, last I checked, in three-point percentage nationally. Um, But yeah, having him shoot it a little more certainly helps. And let's dive right into that first part of the question, going hand in hand with that. Right now, like Tyson, like this isn't like some fluky thing that he just went like three for six last night. Like he's got a very good three-point percentage this season. However, for his career, it's 38%, which is a very strong three-point shooting percentage. The problem was, is that in the last seven games before that Indiana game, he had just one game where he shot more than one three. Yeah, so the seven games leading up to the Indiana game, six of them, he either shot zero three-pointers or just one three-pointer. Tyson, my man, you're a three-point shooter. Like, you you can shoot three-pointers. Like, this isn't, like, some miracle thing. Like, uh, what's that Shaquille O'Neal stat? Like, he's one of one for three-point landings. I don't know, whatever it is. You know what I'm trying to say. It's not 
it's not blind luck. Like, you can do this. So I think that, yes, like, I'm hoping that Izzo finally did convince him, like, hey, my man, like, shoot the ball. Like, it would really not just help you, but it would really help the team if you can start hitting some threes. And now, as an off-the-bench three-point shooter, um, because, yeah, and I think what really, really, really helped, too, is Amonso's six three-pointers. He, he missed his first one in the first half. He hit his first three-pointer yesterday, you know, around the 12-minute mark. And it was in a clutch opportunity, too. Indiana was starting to chip away at Michigan State's lead as they were doing uh, here and there in the second half. And then Tyson Walker buries one for Michigan State to go up six or seven points. And he throws his arms up in the air. And I don't think it was like, uh, like, hey, look at me, uh, you know, yada, 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 like trash-talking way, like, you know, like maybe Malik Hall or A.J. Hogard were doing all game. But when he threw his arms up in the air after that first made three-pointer, uh, you could almost physically see the relief just leave his body. Like, I, I really think that he's had this monkey on his back that he couldn't shake. And, and this is something we've talked about time to time in the last few weeks. Oddly enough, too, because like he, he was playing good up until he started to have these shaky confidence issues. That three-pointer, seeing that go through the hoop, I think did a lot. Now, is it, is it you know, the, the be-all, end-all? Like, oh, he's back to completely normal? No, it's a little early to tell that, but I really think that you got to start somewhere, and I think that was a great starting point. Now, for his next two three-pointers that he made, I will say, like, they, they did kind of come in garbage time when the game was put away, so a lot less pressure uh, for those two made three-pointers after that. Uh, initial one, but hey, he, he still has that one, and yeah, I, hopefully just getting six shots off, just just train your body to do that, just be, be comfortable with jacking up like a few shots, I mean, we don't need six every night, but three would be nice, probably four shots would be nice, because you're probably going to make one or two of those, Tyson, because hey, and I know you're listening, Tyson, I, I have a listener of the show, I'm sure, you're a good three-point shooter, please keep jacking them up, um, Next question here, and I, I do love this one. This is a fantastic one. Uh, this is from Anthony Delernia. He, he's getting into the nitty-gritty. Uh, what MSU-themed NFTs should be the first to get minted? Also, please explain NFTs. Please explain. You want me to explain NFTs? Okay. Uh, they're photos and videos off the internet that you can very easily just download for yourself and steal, but really you can't steal them because... Uh, People that are smarter than me say that you can't steal them. I don't know. So that's an NFT right there for anyone that had... Uh, I hope that cleared everything up about NFTs. Um, so we got the basic ones, right? You know, like the, the image of uh, Mateen Cleaves crying with Izzo's arm around him. Or, you know, perhaps you're like a video NFT person. Like Kenny's uh, three-pointer against Duke. Or Cash is running away with the ball against Duke to go to the Final Four. Or Kyler Ellsworth's stop at the Rose Bowl. Or LJ Scott's touchdown 2015. But I, uh, I'm petty. I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not just here to relive in historical moments without some, uh, some spite in me. Uh, so I'm going to mint, and it's the Jalen Watts Jackson return. But it's not just that. See, I need the cut of Desmond Howard giving the thumbs up to the camera, hard cut right to Jalen Watts Jackson housing the game-winning touchdown against Michigan in 2015 for my first NFT. That's that's what I'm minting. First and foremost. So, yeah. Um, am I going to get a few Michigan jabs in my first NFT? Yeah, of course I am. Uh, yeah, yeah. you guys should know me by now. Of course that's the route I'm going to go. Or if uh, I'm feeling in a uh, masochist mood, uh, if you will, 
John L. Smith just like slapping himself, I think would just be funny. I mean, I, I I'm in a I'm in a position where like I could look back and you know chuckle about the John L. Smith era because hey, things are okay now. Um, yeah, so I, that would just be a, a funny one to to have in. I don't know NFT collection. I don't even know where you hang up your NFT collection. Like it's like somewhere on the the metaverse uh, or something like that. I don't know. It's very clear. Um, I don't know much about anything other than just rambling about Michigan State sports. So wow, NFT talk to Anthony. That's a uh, it's quite the question there. Um, but hey, thank you. Really, really do appreciate it. Um, and we got some more mailbag questions here in a hot second. Uh, one I really love the first one. We're going to start the next segment with. Um, really got me thinking. It'll have you thinking too. So you could play along with yourself at home here with this question. But first, have to talk to you beautiful people about Built Bar. That's right, baby. It's Built Bar. And uh, yeah, we're in the middle of February. So usually uh, this is where I start to tail off my New Year's resolutions. Uh, start eating worse, not working out as much. But mm-mm. thanks to Built Bar, I am sticking to the regiment. That's right. They have got me fired up, not just for my workouts, but just for days at the office, days watching the little tyke, uh, days just doing stuff around the house because uh, they just pack you with so much greatness. We're talking most Built Bars having 130 calories. Just 4 grams of sugar, just 4 grams of net carbs, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And it's not just all that. Mm -mm. No, they also got the flavor, the 100% real chocolate, the chewiness to light up your taste buds. Yes, they are great for the taste buds and great for the body. And check out some of these flavors. That's right. They got some churro puffs. They got some coconut marshmallow puffs, banana cream pie puffs. Go check out the Puffs flavors. I this They are sensational. Protein-infused marshmallow bars. Or, hey, if you're old school, you just want the standard Bilt Bar protein bar. We're talking cookies and cream. We're talking coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie. There's so much more. Just go to Bilt.com. Check out all the flavors for yourself. And use promo code LOCKED15. And get 15% off your order. One more time. Head to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your Bilt Bars. All right, let's kick this segment off with just a fantastic question from Joy Flyer. And this pertains to some some old friendly faces that were at the program last year. They ask, how much better, or would they be better, so how much better would this team be if all of last year's transfers stayed? Also, how much better would we be if Aaron Henry stayed one more year? Okay, we're going to break that up into two. Let's hit that first question how much better would this team be, or would they be better, uh, if last year's transfers stayed? So, to refresh everyone's memory, we're talking Foster Lawyer, talking Thomas Kithier, talking Rocket Watson, of course, we're talking Jack Hoiberg. Um, wow, I, I I might be going down the route of would they be better? Because I'm not necessarily sure if they would if everyone stayed. And I, before you start yelling at me over over your headphones or your speaker, wherever you listen to this podcast. I understand Foster Lawyer is going absolutely positively nuclear for Davidson this season. Averaging 16 points, uh, a smooth, just a casual 44% three-point shooting from behind the arc, shooting six threes a game there. Uh, He's grabbing, here's a crazy one, 3.3 rebounds per game uh, over at Davidson as well. And uh, yeah, three and a half assists, so he's playing solid. Okay, Uh, hear me out here. I, I think a lot of that has to do with because he's playing at Davidson, and which is a fine school. It's a fine program and a fine conference. I don't mean to make it sound like a like a, a Division Seven MHSAA team, but th- there is a difference between 
Davison Wildcat basketball and Michigan State basketball. I, I, I'm sorry to all my fellow. Again, I love Foster Lawyer. I thought he was going to do wonderful things at Michigan State, but I'm, I'm sorry to all my my, my Foster Frenzy uh, fanatics, whatever we're going to call ourselves, to say that maybe he wouldn't be the the next level player for this team and taking us over the edge, a reason that we would be a two-seed in the tournament, just because, like, look, it's not like he was here just for his freshman year or his freshman and sophomore year, and then, like, oh, things didn't work out, so he left. Like, I think the sample size on Foster Lawyer's time at Michigan State and in Big Ten basketball was big enough where I realized, like, it just wasn't going to work here. But I'm glad he's at a spot where it is working down at Davison. So, no, I, I understand he's just going ham. But it was just never going to work here, and it never did. But, yeah, so the other guys like Kithier, was a fine player. I, he saw his workload uh, dwindle last season. Now, I think he could help this team a, a, a little bit. I want to emphasize a little bit. I'm not saying he'd come in here, play 30 minutes a game, and just wreck shop. Because, like Lawyer, he also had some physical limitations as well. So, like, Kithier could help a little bit. Rocket Watts, I'm not really sure how much we're missing Rocket. I Not the greatest three-point shooter. Didn't really love to get to the free throw line, unless he's playing Michigan at home the last season of the game to get Michigan State in the NCAA tournament. Thank you for your service, Rocket Watts. But, yeah, I'm just... I, I truly, genuinely don't think the transfers help too much. Maybe they win you a game here or there. Maybe. I, I just, I, I'm more so fascinated at the second part of this question, too. Both parts of the question were, were awesome, A+. plus. But, man, this the second one is, uh, that's a thinker. How much better would this team be if Aaron Hedreed stayed one more year? Well, let's just look at what the lineup would be right now. This is what you're rolling off on the floor. Uh, you're probably starting A.J. Hogarth at the 1, Christie at the 2, Henry at the three, Gabe Brown at the four, and then Marcus Bingham at the five. So you got Hauser off the bench. You also have, well, obviously Hall off the bench, Walker off the bench. So you, that's that is enticing. I think that does help this team a little bit. Um, and also, what really really helps this year's team is just how strong of a defender Aaron Henry was, especially on the perimeter. Like right now, if there's a tough perimeter assignment, a lot of times it's Max Christie getting matched to that player. Like, you don't have to go too far back to think about that. Like, the Wisconsin game, Johnny Davis comes in. Okay, he's one of the Big Ten Player of the Year candidates. Hey, Max Christie. Uh, you mind just burning up your legs the entire game and defending him? I know that you're probably not going to do much on offense because you'll be spent from playing defense against this uh, future top ten pick in the NBA. So go get him. Okay, you have the liberty there, if Aaron Henry's on the team, of saying, hey, Mr. Henry. Mind, uh, you mind just hanging out with Johnny Davis for about 30 to 35 minutes tonight? Is that going to be cool with you? Whereas, okay, so Max Christie can, well, do something that he didn't do against Wisconsin, which is shoot some three-pointers probably and be a staple on that offense. And it's not just the Wisconsin game either. Like, that's happened time and time again. And some of it's Max Christie's fault because he's just so good at defense. So how dare you, Max? That's right. Um, But, no, I, I think that this team would really benefit from Aaron Henry's defense. And it's not to say that this year's team is just bad at defense. I mean, they're, they're solid and they're good, but man, Henry would take them to that other level. And also, to go full circle back to the first segment, you talk about playing with an edge? Oh man, yeah. I think Aaron Henry, uh, if we learn anything the last two, three weeks of the season last year, it's that he's got a mean streak to him. And uh, if he wants things to happen, if he wants to turn a ship in the right direction, 
Well, damn it, he'll just put the entire team on his back, strap on the Doc Martens, and take the boys for a hike. So, yeah, that's a... God, that's a great hypothetical, because, yeah, he could have come back. Totally understand why he didn't, you know, and sometimes you're as good as you're ever going to get, and the league's all, you know, it's right there for you. So, go on, spread your wings, get out there. Um, Two quick questions here. Uh, this one's from Zeke the Wonder Dog. Love this one, because... Uh, I get to uh, get to flex a little bit on this one. I don't get to do this often because I'm not an athletic person whatsoever. So anytime I get the chance to relive the glory days, oh, we're gonna do it. Um, Zeke the Wonder Dog asks, uh, "Would you rather have a free throw contest with Izzo or a three point contest with Sissoko, both shooting ten shots?" Well, uh, I was at I was very lucky to be at an event where I uh, had a free throw contest against Izzo. Yeah, I shot. I had an out of body moment. I shot. 8 of 10 out of my free throws. It was incredible. And then do you know what happened? Tom Izzo decided uh, just, hey, I'm going to make the... I know we're just doing 10 free throws right here. I'm just going to make 28 in a row uh, just to make it very clear that no one here is going to beat me. So I'm not going to be doing the free throw contest against Izzo because there's no way that I'm going to win, that you're going to win, uh, unless you're Gabe Brown. That's the only person I could really see uh, within Spartan Nation that could possibly maybe beat Tom Izzo in a free throw contest. So um, I will take my matchup against Ahsoka. I will probably make, on a good day, on a good day, two three-pointers. I just got to pray that Sissoko and... Well, listen, Sissoko's not known for his shooting, but at the end of the day, he's still a Division I basketball player, and he's still probably a way better three-point shooter than I'll ever be. So I, I just got to hope, uh, yeah, that I, that I catch some luck, some lightning in a bottle with Sissoko maybe missing nine three-pointers, and then me making two. So that's what I'm going to go with here. And then Ben is going to set us off into the sunset here with this question. Who will win a Big Ten Conference Championship next, Mel Tucker or Jim Harbaugh? Uh, saying that Jim Harbaugh is probably going to go to the NFL after next season, um, I'm going to go with Mel Tucker, a guy that's actually going to stay around here for more than five minutes. Yeah, don't buy for a second that, oh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to look for NFL jobs. No, no, I, I didn't come back because the Minnesota thing didn't go well. I I love it here. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, please. When Cliff Kingsbury gets canned out of uh, Arizona by, oh, I don't know, week 10 next season, like I, I'm, I'm sure Jimmy will be begging to get on the next uh, private jet out to Tempe to interview for that job. Now, who's to say if you'll get it? I, I don't know if the Cardinals were will decide to schedule a full-day interview with Jim Harbaugh because, I, yeah, imagine that. Spending a full day with Jim Harbaugh didn't end in a job offer. But, eh, hey, who knows? The NFL, a lot of wacky things can happen. So that's what I'm going to go with here. Mel Tucker, take us to the promised land. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Spartans. You are all the best. And, again, any any questions that you got, we're going to do a lot of mailbag this week. Uh, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com if you ever want to bounce anything off me. So thank you so much for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Now go make Locked On Bets your second listen. That's right. It's Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available where you get your podcast. All right, gang. Let's have a strong week. Love you all. Go Green.